Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, welcome into the latest episode of Five on the Floor, the Five Reasons Sports Network, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. You may be catching us on the podcast feeds first or on the YouTube channel. Whatever you do, make sure you subscribe. Of course, we're on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also catch our work at FiveReasonsSports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. We do not have a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes Prize Picks. Use code 5 FIVE. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com. Again, Google Play Store, Apple App Store, or prizepicks.com. Play the NCAA tournament, play the NBA, play MLS, play NHL, play golf, play tennis, play esports. It's all there. You can pair different competitors from different sports together. Again, two, three, four, five, six players, flex play, power play. It's all there for you, but the most important thing is use the code 5, F-I-V-E, to get that initial deposit matched up to $100. And now, today's episode. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop in one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. I always jump the gun with that. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan Chase Skolnick at Five Reasons Sports. we got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blackie. The Miami Heat are coming off one of their better performances of the season, actually. Um, one of their better offensive performances Beating the New York Knicks, tremendous effort from Jimmy Butler, efficient again, 35 points. Tyler Hero had 14 of his 22 in the fourth quarter. Big defensive plays from Bam late. Maybe the best point guard play they've gotten in terms of efficiency if you add what Vincent and Lowry did together during that game. So the Heat now play the Nets on Saturday. This was their big week. This is kind of their pre-play-in or pre-playoff week. They're now, as we speak, tied with the Nets, but behind in the loss column. They need this game on Saturday, especially because they lost them the last time. They can catch the Knicks, but they're going to need some help there. But they do get one more game with the Knicks at MSG before the season closes. What we're going to get into today is the fourth quarter. Not just the clutch situations, although that's a big part of it, but the fourth quarter in general, because the rotation has changed there a little bit of late. And we've talked about this all season, like when is Jimmy Butler coming back in the game? How many minutes is he going to have when he comes back in? Last night, he played 30 minutes prior to the fourth quarter, came in with about six and a half minutes left. So his number was up there to 36 and a half to 37 minutes. He's typically been in the 32 to 33, 34 range. We knew that Eric Spolcher might hike it a little bit as the games got more important. We said we were hoping for that. And essentially, Jimmy's now on the LeBron plan. Uh, Greg mentioned this last night, that this is what LeBron used to do. He played the whole first and he played the whole third a lot. And it would be in the second and the fourth where he would take a break. 
but Spolstra wouldn't necessarily leave him on the bench until six minutes left were, in, were left in the fourth quarter. But Alex, as we get into this, some of it's Jimmy. Some of it's what happens with Bam and Tyler. We're seeing now that Tyler's playing the entire fourth quarter again. Bam and Tyler, I looked it up today, are 18th and 19th in the league in fourth quarter scoring. Of the 18 players that are ahead of Tyler Hero in fourth quarter scoring, every single one of them has made at least one All-Star game. Every single one of the 18 players that's ahead of Tyler. So it is a marker for what players are doing. The only reason the great players are doing, the only reason that Jimmy's not there is because he's eighth on the heat in minutes by on average in the fourth quarter because he always sits the first four to six minutes of the quarter. But we're going to get into the closing players, who's closed the past few games, who will never close, who may close, and whether or not Jimmy's rotation may change as, as it comes up. First thing, let's start with the Jimmy part of this because I think this is the most important, Alex. Do, do you like what Spolster is doing now, which is basically letting him ride in the first and the third and then, and then essentially kind of bringing him back with the six or seven minutes left in the fourth. Well, look, I, I think what we saw last night was, I think, what we'd all uh, prefer when it comes to Jimmy's minutes pattern, right? Especially, you know, like Leif was saying before the game and on playback last night, which, of course, everybody should check out playback t- playback.tv slash five on the floor. Um, but, no, I, I do think, like, bringing him in a little bit earlier – is what we all prefer. Playing him more minutes is what we all prefer. We know that that's how they're trying to get through their season, trying to uh, make sure Jimmy is fresh and healthy, you know, especially with his legs when this postseason starts, when they eventually get there, preferably not in the plane, which they're finally starting to acknowledge publicly that they're trying to get out of. We felt like before they weren't, but that's aside from the point. What I do think is, you know, with this playoff simulation of what the rotation is going to look like, it just makes things so much easier because they're already such a good fourth quarter team. I think that's kind of when they stop messing around the most, when they're the most sharp, when they know that they've, it's kind of, that's it. It's go time. And, you know, there's been, there it is about fourth quarter Tyler, uh, about fourth quarter Bam, you know, all from all different varying levels. But Jimmy is the closer. Coffee is for closers, as uh, we once said during the bubble year. And I think he is the most reliable force they have. And I think, in general, when you look at it, all these guys are pretty reliable in the fourth quarter and have been all season. You know, you look at the Heat as a team, they're third in net rating uh, in clutch situations this season, which is defined as within five points in the last five minutes. So they've been very, very competent there. It's a good indicator for, you know, maybe a team that can overcome some muddy games in the playoffs whenever they get there. But Jimmy is the closer, and honestly, I think – he really knows what shots to get to. He reads the game at a high level, slows things down, plays things at his own level, at his own pace. And he is the, you know, he's the one who sets the tempo for the heat in the fourth quarter. So I think Jimmy is the one where you kind of, you know, you don't think about it too much with him because you kind of just trust his decision-making. He is for sure their best decision-maker. He is their best two-way guy. Uh, but Tyler's been pretty remarkable in the fourth. So let me go through some of the numbers here uh, on Tyler because we say, okay, does Jimmy have a compliment then? He does. He does have a compliment down the stretch of games. The problem is when Tyler sometimes is hunted on the other end. But Tyler in the fourth quarter this year, again, he's 19th in the league in fourth quarter scoring. His shooting splits are 47% from the field, 44% from three, 100% from the line. He's made all 40 free throw attempts. 
in the fourth quarter. The only shame is he doesn't get there more often. Uh, he's only averaging 0.7 uh, free throw attempts in the fourth, but he's 40 for 40 in those situations. So, you know, Tyler is going to be out there. He's going to take shots. Even if he's played poorly the rest of the game, he's talked about that. The only bad shot is the one he doesn't take. It's a good shot. If he makes it the, the, the X factor here. And the one that's interesting to me, uh, Alex is bam, because for all of our complaints about the way he's been since the all-star break and that it's been up and down, he was tremendous defensively last night. But he's been up and down offensively in terms of getting to his spots, taking his shots. The shot attempts are down. He's still 18th in the league in fourth quarter scoring. I mean, it's gone down, but he's still there. He's still a top five ISO player in the league right now. If you look at the metrics, it's amazing they can't go to that more often. Where does he fit? Because he is playing pretty much all of the fourth. Sometimes Spo will give him a break for a couple of minutes, but... Again, I'm looking at averages now as I just look to the side here if you're, uh, I'm, uh, if you're watching the team. He's leading them in fourth-quarter minutes. He averages 10 fourth-quarter minutes. Tyler averages 9.6. Kyle, we're going to get to him after the break, 8.8. Victor Oladipo, completely out of the rotation right now. He averaged 8.6 fourth-quarter minutes in 38 minutes. Brady's talked about him being the fourth closer. He's not even a player for them. At the moment, even though he's healthy, Struess has averaged 8.5 minutes. Caleb has averaged 8.3. Gabe Vincent has averaged 8.1. Again, some of the games that Lowry missed contributed to that. That's why you're getting more than 12 minutes on average between Lowry and uh, and, and Vincent. And Jimmy Butler's at 7.3. I mean, Haywood Highsmith's averaged 6.1 minutes in his 40 games that he's played in the fourth. Like, Haywood Highsmith has played, I mean, 240 fourth quarter minutes this year. Jimmy Butler's played 355. <laughs> He's played two thirds of the minutes Jimmy has in the fourth. But let's pivot back to Bam. What what is in the 10 minutes he plays? How should he be used? Well, I think that's easy, right? When it comes to Bam, and I know we've talked about this plenty of times here on this podcast, especially um, with Brady. Just you know, get away from from the constant habits that they've kind of gone to over the years of getting to Bam as a roller. A lot of teams see it coming. And we know that this team in the half court has always played at a slow pace. The Heat are always a slow pace team. It's there's been years of that now, right? They never run. They're all about they make they just make better decisions when they're playing at their own pace. And I think playing with physicality, with purpose, all this all these cliches and tropes they really do apply to the Heat because everything comes down to I think they're they're small margin for error, whether it's on the defensive end or on the offensive end. And so I think with Bam, you really want to, I think, minimize the mistakes, not because he is like prone to mistakes or anything like that. But you want to set him up for success is what I'm trying to say in the same way where, um, you know, you can set up Jimmy with a cross screen off ball to try to get him in his positions. You can do the same thing for Bam to try to get him in uh, a good face up position where he feels more comfortable. It doesn't always have to be, you know, a mid range shot after the pick and roll inevitably is collapsed in the paint and there's no space there and he has to take that like he can get to his shots and also the occasional drives to the rim in different spots on the floor it doesn't always have to be with the rolling we've known that you know although they got amazing guard play last night i i was doing some quick quick math earlier and i think it was 21 of 31 from the field uh between all their guards you know you're not going to get that right you're not going to get that every night we've seen that this season it's been very up and down um, and even if things are headed in the right direction, you can't rely, I think, on your guards too much to have to create for Bam. And we know that 
Um, Jimmy is going to be the one with the ball in his hands plenty of times in the fourth quarter. Not always, but plenty of times he's going to be the one making the decisions. And when Bam is rolling for him, like they can create good offense out of it, especially when they empty out the the aside for them too, which they did a whole lot in the playoffs last year. But then again, teams are going to end up sending a guy to help in the paint and there's going to be a shooter open. And it's going to be all about whether or not those guys make the shots. It's not going to be necessarily about Bam getting to his own shot profile because it's, it's hard. I think Jimmy is not necessarily good at feeding Bam, but it's also hard to feed him when there's not a lot of space there. And I think Jimmy's just trying to create his own driving lane first and foremost before thinking about feeding Bam. I think kind of in, in those options, in those plays, the Jimmy Bam pick and roll, feeding Bam is almost always going to be the last option because it's never there. Like, why are you going to leave Bam open on the roll? It's just an automatic two points um, if you're the defense. So I think Bam, they had to find him in different spots, make things easier for him and get him going because we know and we've, you know, harped on this for probably years now, you know, he's a rhythm player. You need to get him going. And that definitely starts through early in the game, throughout the game. But in the fourth, if you're just kind of, if he is not touching the ball more often and, you know, if you don't give him some more sets for himself, I think it gets a little bit predictable with Jimmy. Like, you know, Tyler's a great fourth quarter player, but a lot of it comes off of him taking shots that are there, not necessarily him creating for everybody else. So I think for Bam, he's got to, he's got to find that balance. The team has to figure out how to get him easier looks. All right, we're going to talk about the guards here in a second, how they're used, also Caleb Martin, uh, and and how this will play out. One stat that I found here, Kevin Love, since coming to the Heat, has played four fourth-quarter minutes. So if there was any question if he was going to have a role in the fourth, uh, it's been pretty clear that he won. In fact, Zeller has more fourth-quarter minutes than he does, not that either of them have many. We do want to tell you about a couple more sponsors here of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We're going to start with this incredible fishing trip that's being offered at a 25% discount. Check out the website, thetunacoast.com. It's thetunacoast.com. This is a six-day trip where you can do everything. The first thing you do is disconnect from the world. Just turn off your phone. You can dive. You can fish. You can hunt. You can hike in the waterfall, surf, horseback riding. They have it all there, and they'll take you out to the the Cerro. I can never pronounce my Spanish. is always awful. The Cerro, I'm going to... I'm going to let Alex do it next time. Hoya National Park, completely pristine. Check it out at tunacoast.com. You mentioned five reasons. You're going to get 25% off. This is a once-in-a-lifetime type trip. Uh, check it out again at tunacoast, the tunacoast, excuse me, .com. And also, while you're down there, they've got these great properties for sale as well where they got owner financing on them, and these are beachfront properties that start from $100,000 and go up, but trust me, this is like no place in the world. So this is all down there in Panama, fly into Panama City, and check it out at thetunacoast.com. If you want more information about the properties themselves, you can reach out to Carolina at 954-200-2217. That's 954-200-2217. Also want to mention Water Cleanup of Florida. Check them out at wcufl.com. This is a totally different thing. Like I'm talking about this pristine fishing trip. Well, this is if you're fishing in your house, okay, which you certainly don't want to be. Go to WCUFL.com. Our friends Robert, Michael, their whole team, they're based in Boca. They've got this new membership program, and they've got open enrollment in it. And this is basically preventative, okay? So you get as part of their membership program. We know insurance claims typically do not cover damage due to a lack of primary maintenance. So if you got leaks in your house or all that sort of stuff, you got to call them. But why not call them before you do? Make sure you don't have the leaks. 
uh, in your house and so that essentially your place is flooded and you're dealing with mold and all that other kind of stuff, reach out to WCUFL.com, Water Cleanup of Florida. You can also reach out to Michael on his personal cell phone at 954-579-0356. That's 954-579-0356. They got more than 75-star reviews on Google. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Greg's not here, so I took Alex. So I'll let you do the Spanish next time. All right. Um, <laughs> let's get to the guards, because I, I think this one is interesting. And we, we've talked about all the depot all year. I'm just looking at the stats as we speak. We've talked about all the depot all year is, okay, this guy's probably going to close for his defense. And then he started to close. He's got more fourth quarter minutes this year uh, on average than Jimmy Butler does. And almost uh, more overall, even though he's played only 38 games in the fourth quarter, and now he's not playing at all. And so it's created this opportunity for Kyle Lowry to get back in the mix there, averaging 8.8 fourth quarter minutes this year, and potentially Gabe Vincent if it's not Kyle Lowry. And we've even seen Struess close lately, which Max has gotten fourth quarter minutes throughout the season, but then Spolster had kind of gotten away from that. So how does that – we know Tyler, Jimmy, Bam are going to close. Jimmy's closing minutes are going to start a little later than Bam and Tyler typically. But there's two other guys. So of the guards, because I think Caleb Martin is going to be a closer more often than not. So of the guards, who's the guy now? Is it Kyle again? I'm really not sure. And honestly, it's kind of a complicated question because, you know, uh, as of recent, you know, you already mentioned the path that Depot has taken when it comes to this rotation, right? He hasn't played in what is it, three out of the last four games, just off the top of my head. I'm not sure if I have that right, but it's something like that, right, where he's kind of been the the, the odd man out, uh, specifically when Kyle's been in the rotation. And so that's already one guy there, right? He's, ne- he's not necessarily somebody who I think we're going to be uh, projecting to be a closer anytime soon based on what we've seen as of recent. Not that he has, you know, no reason to. Like you said, he's gotten plenty of fourth-quarter minutes this season already just based off of his, I think, defensive uh, pedigree and um, just overall NBA pedigree. The problem is the shot creation hasn't, I think, come in the way that the Heat have wanted it. Um, it's resulted in a lot of shots that the defense has, you know, wants the, the, the Heat's guys to take, wants all the people to take, like you said, Ethan. Um, and it, it's not necessarily working out with their best players. And I think it's just kind of unfortunate for him because if, you know, when the when – the playoff rotation comes, there's always going to be an odd man out or two. 
and you thought Depot was going to have a better chance just because of the defense, right? And the, the Heat being so defensive first in their identity this season, I thought he was going to factor in more, but he's not there. And I think even last night, you know, and I'm just kind of crossing out guys here, narrowing it down. You saw last night, Gabe had a great game. Despite that, he still wasn't the closer. Um, I think they just trust in Kyle more when it comes to the guards. And I think they even trust Max more. Like, Max was the one who closed last night, wasn't even having necessarily like an incredible game. You know, he and he hit some important ones in the fourth, I think. Um, but it's just, I think, a level of trust when it comes to Kyle as a floor general. And especially, I think, the way he's uh, looked since he came back, he's not hesitating anymore like he was beforehand and he's not he's still not going to get to the rim at a consistent level like he's going to give you maybe one layup every night but he makes uh, good decisions the ball does not stick to him and he has just been making the shots like he's been on fire when it comes to uh the three-point shooting since he came back even when it comes back down to earth i think there's a certain standard a baseline of iq there that the heat just rely on and and i think they trust i think spo trusts him and Caleb is the other one who factors in here because he's not a guard. We know he's a wing, a power forward for this team. But uh, we've seen him close on other nights, and we kind of labeled him the fourth closer, especially um, kind of with the arc that Kyle's taken all season. It's felt like Ka- Caleb has been their consistent, you know, their most consistent, I should say, uh, fourth best player all season. So I do think if I had to come down on it, I think the the, the fourth quarter closing lineup that we saw against the Pistons – with Caleb and Kyle is the one that we see most often in the playoffs, but that doesn't mean, you know, we don't see different guys. Like I think Gabe is a little bit less likely, but um, Caleb, I mean, um, excuse me, Max is the one where I think he could factor in on some nights if they think that they need to kind of uh, spread out the team a little bit more. I think last night was an interesting one because the Knicks already allow a whole lot of threes. And maybe that's why they wanted to have Max out there, just to kind of take advantage of that a little, a little bit more, have the right guys the right guys taking those threes, even though Max has had a down year shooting-wise. But it's interesting. Like, Spo has different tools he can go to. And so although I think Kyle and Caleb are, are probably the two guys I end up – I mean, they end up going to, um, it's, kind of, it's kind of open right now. I think it's a little bit of a – not a blank slate because we, there's so much information already, but I think Spo is open to – kind of messing around with it based on what's happening in that night and what's happening with the matchup. What's crazy is it's come full circle where essentially the closing lineup looks like it was the original starting lineup. That <laughs> we, we talked all year. Are they ever going to get their starters together? And is that going to work? And the numbers Isn't that crazy? Good. Now that it you're is, saying that, isn't that crazy? Because like, is, now well, that's their but, bench lineup too. Like Kyle and Caleb are right. a huge part of their bench lineups. And so the starters – got demoted to the bench, ended up helping things out, but they're they're now just the closers. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of, I think, they figured out. But I, but I, feel, like this was somewhat, I feel like this was somewhat by design for Spolstra. There is sort of this method to his madness where things kind of come back around and and you can then, then you can look back and say, okay, now a month ago I can see, it's like, it's like the insertion of Strews last year where you can see him setting up for it with other pieces of the rotation. There's always layers to it. And sometimes it doesn't make sense at the time, and the injuries and the absences cause it not to make sense in part. But in this case, it is like he's getting to the lineup he liked from the beginning of the season. It's just not going to start the game. Essentially, you're going you're gonna to start Love and Vincent. I thought the thing that stuck out last night was that Gabe played really well and didn't close anyway. 
right? See, that tells you where Spolster wants to go with this. Because if Gabe was struggling, like he was 3 of 13 in the previous two games, that would be one thing. But in this game, he had 19, he was efficient, he was aggressive, and he still didn't play in the fourth quarter. Lowry did. And it feels like that is where they want to go. Okay, Gabe, you have your role, and essentially you're a defender in the starting lineup to protect us from Kevin Love's defense. Like, that's, like, you can't, I've said before, you can't play Lowry and Love together very much. Well, they're not playing together very much, right? Because Love comes out and Lowry goes in. And then at the end of games, Love is not playing. He's not playing in the fourth. So you don't have that situation where you put three defenders you're concerned about in Lowry, Love, and Hero all out there together. Now, Struess is another matter, but again, you're not putting Lowry out there. You're at least putting Vincent out there uh, with, with Love, and you're putting Martin out there with Lowry. So by putting Martin out there with Lowry, you're then protecting yourself if Lowry can't stay with certain guards. I will say this. Kyle does look quicker. Uh, you mentioned decisiveness. The one shot I liked last night was when he got into the lane And I don't know if he was a catch or he dribbled in there, but he had that little turnaround at the free throw line, which is his shot, that fallaway shot. You weren't seeing him get to that. He wasn't even looking for it, but that's a patented Kyle Lowry shot. He was doing it at the beginning of the season and it went away. It went away. And And by the way, plus 40 net rating in the clutch since he came back. Well, see, that's the thing. Eric Spolster has gotten to his starting lineup and it has become his closing lineup. And I think that is the lineup. You will see Struess in there at times. I do think there will be moments for Oladipo and even Highsmith. There will be more moments for Highsmith than for Love or for Zeller down the stretch of games. But I do. I, I think more often than not now, we are going to see Lowry, Hero, Butler, uh, Martin, and Bam at the end of games. And I, I talked to Caleb about this, and Caleb says he'd rather close than start. So there's no ego issue here. He would rather close and start. I'm sure Love would rather close and start too, but that's not going to happen. It's just he, he's too slow to be out there in those kind of situations, and he'll get picked on too much. And that's why Cleveland wasn't putting him out there either, which is interesting because one of the things we heard about was Kevin Love's IQ was going to help him at the end of games. He's not going to be used at the end of games. Caleb Martin's going to be used at the end of games. That's kind of that's kind of where it's at right now. So I, I just I think that you know we're looking at. Um, Meanwhile, Greg's texting us. Do you see Greg's text coming in? Are you on the phone right now? No, no. I was just thinking about Spoh's yeah. response to my question last night, and I'm like, let me not say anything about Kevin Love's defense. Yeah, yeah, don't don't, don't go there. Meanwhile, Greg just texted. <laughs> this is what we deal with. We have a text ring, and he just texts in the middle of the day. He's not potting tonight, but he just texts, Jimmy's going to do some crazy bleep again. I can just feel it in my soul. So all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Greg has the guts. He's gotten all optimistic off of one game. I'm not going to go that far. I, they look better. I think there's a plan now with how they want to play at the end of games. And to me, that matters more than anything else. All right, thanks for joining us. Thanks to our sponsors. Uh, again, check out this fishing trip. Go to the thetunacoast.com. Just check it out. Sign up there. Also, reach out to Carolina at 954-200-2217. Also, um, I mentioned this before, Water Cleanable, Florida, WCUFL.com. Alex mentioned playback. We're going to be on playback for the UM Houston game. UM's trying to they're trying to be a dragon slayer here. They're trying to take on the number one seed in the Sweet 16. Be on there Friday night, and of course, full coverage of Heat Nets on Saturday. Make sure you're playing prize picks. Have a good day, everybody.
Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Fire Regional Sports Network.